Well, good morning. Breakfast with the Broker every Tuesday morning at 9 a.m. Uh, we are at the podcast studio, Pod Populi, and uh, in Royal Palm Place. If you're in uh, Boca, um, you certainly know it. But uh, they're probably, if they're not in a town near you, they're coming. So uh, we appreciate them uh, setting this up and Janine and, and Brian and all them. Uh, we certainly appreciate it. So uh, we have a really, uh, you know, July has been a, a Boca month. Uh, meaning, you know, kind of like localized, hyper-local, and uh, um, we're going to continue that now. And now, by way of Boca Raton, Florida, he's the Director of Development for Boca Helping Hands. He's been volunteering at Boca Helping Hands since 2012. He's a former member of Linz University uh, Office of Development. He continues his community efforts by volunteering with Top Soccer, a community-based training program for athletes with intellectual, emotional, and or physical physical abilities. Uh, He is a husband, a dad, a native Floridian, and he's not as scary as his name is. He's Steve King. Hello, David. (laughs) Good morning. How are you? I'm doing pretty well. Good intro. Good way to start a day. (laughs) Well, I, I thank you very much, and and I appreciate you, you know, doing um all the community work that you do. Tell us a little bit about Boking, Boca Helping Hands and what they do for people. So Boca Helping Hands provides um, food, medical, and financial assistance to meet basic human needs, as well as education, job training, and guidance to create self-sufficiency. So it's, uh, you know, founded uh, 1998. Um, basically is a soup kitchen right here in, in Boca Raton where, you know, we think of affluence, but there is a tremendous amount of need here in Southern Palm Beach County and, and Boca Raton. Um, we've evolved from that soup kitchen um, to just feeding individuals locally uh, to really providing a wide array of services to help people, you know, as our mission statement says, you know, help them with self-sufficiency to break the cycle of poverty, providing other services like educational programs, um, which a lot of folks, when I tell them, think we only give them food, Um, but educational programs, job training, um, mentorship guidance. Uh, We do financial assistance. Um, I know this is a real estate show. Uh, We do offer individuals who have a plan to make payments, um, who need help with utilities or rent, some assistance with that as well. Um, so really it's, it's a full scope of services to hopefully help individuals break the cycle of poverty and become self-sufficient and independent. Yeah. I mean, uh, we had a, a great opportunity to volunteer and kind of see how, um, you know, your amazing volunteers and what they do and your staff has been incredible and, and certainly welcoming uh, to people that come in. And, and you know, um, tell us a little bit about how you fund um, Boca Helping Hands and, and um, you, know, you know, in the community and such. It's an interesting question um, that I think a lot of people, I guess, don't think about or look at. Um, we do get a lot of donated food. Um, I think last year we got just over 3 million pounds of food donated um, that we redistribute to individuals. Uh, we get it from suppliers like Publix, Walmart, Costco, um, local restaurants have been fantastic like the Addison, um, Capitol Grill, um, 
country clubs, we, we get a lot of that food recovery. Um, we have five trucks that are driving around town or really Southern Palm Beach County picking up and delivering um, those food items. On the other side of that, it's, it's essentially fundraising. Um, we have some grants, most of them um, aren't federal. Um, we get very little federal funding at all. Uh, most of it's private individuals and private family or local foundations um, have been incredibly supportive um, over the years for us. You know, that's amazing because you know, when you go in there and you, know, you see the, um, the crates of, uh, of food and, and people packing, um, it, you know, and, and putting everything away and they all have a system and, and um, it, you know, it really is great to see. How do people get involved in Boca Helping Hands? So through our website, um, that's the way I got involved. That's the way we still do it. Um, you just go online, you fill out a, a, I guess it's an application, if you want to call it that, um, to volunteer. Our volunteer coordinator will reach out to you, find out what area you'd like to volunteer in. Um, like I said, we've got, I was volunteering and I was loading cars with food through the pandemic. Um, I, I absolutely loved it. You got to talk to the people as you loaded their car, you know hear their struggles, hear their thanks. Um, most of the people, almost all, were incredibly appreciative, kind, hardworking people coming from or going to a job. Um, almost all of our folks are working. Um, they're just underemployed where they can't meet, you know, meet full, you know, pay their rent and take care of their kids and daycare and all those other things. Um, so those areas, we have job mentors. Uh, we have some individuals who help with training programs. Um, but, but the majority of the volunteers that we get come in and help us with the food intake. We have to sort it, kind of inspect it, and then the redistribution component of that. Um, we also have five locations. A lot of people don't know that. We distribute East Boca. We have a site in West Boca open on Saturdays. We distribute in Delray Beach, Boynton Beach, and Lake Worth. Um, so we have the five sites where we're doing pantry bag distribution. Um, we do hot meals. On weekdays here in the East Boca, we'll do about 300, 250 to 300 a day. Um, and up in Delray, we do another Friday evening dinner service up there. With It's varied from 175 to almost 250 some nights. Um, so that those are the big components for volunteers. You know, how, how do you get involved if, you know, you know you, you've fallen on hard times and certainly the pandemic has, has hurt uh, many. Um, and you know, you're looking to, you know, I mean, cause we're all prideful, right. Um, and, you know, as you said, they're, you know, they're very hard work and they just might be underemployed. You know, how do you get involved in, in receiving um, those pantry bags? So the pantry bag program is, is restricted to Palm Beach County residents. Um, and if somebody will come in from Broward, we'll provide them with some information on where to get the services in Broward. Um, part of that is our relationship with um, different food banks that provide for certain areas. Um, so the pantry bag program, you come in, you register, um, you provide us simply with information that shows that you're on a you know, federally approved food program. Um, and we sign you up based on the number of individuals in your household. Um, so per month, if you have three people in your household, you get three bags. And, and a pantry bag will be a full brimming to the rim pantry bag. Um, our board of directors wanted to make sure that we have a specific standard of food items in there um, that gives a kind of a well-rounded blend. So we, a lot of the stuff that we do purchase, 
is to make sure that that is always there. We can't rely on you know donations to be specific and have that component in there. Um, and then we give a, a large bag usually of produce. Um, we have agreements sometimes, depending on time of year, with local growers um, to give fresh produce as well as meat. Um, so the pantry bag really is is much more substantial than what it sounds like. And then the lunch program we do, anybody can come through here six days a week in the East Boca location and, and get lunch. Um, it's a hot meal plus usually a, it's almost two meals. It's usually a full hot meal. And then we'll get like sandwiches and, you know, what people would consider a traditional lunch. So they have something later as a snack or dinner. That's very, uh, that's really amazing. And, you know, you mentioned that, you know, fairly approved, um, you know, food program, you know, how do people uh, apply for that? So that you can go online and do that. We actually will provide assistance with people trying to apply. They're having a difficult time applying for SNAP benefits. Um, so we will do that for them um, and give them assistance with that. And that's, again, kind of part of this whole job mentoring. Um, you know, again, we provide job training in 12 areas. But the other component of the job training is really the mentorship. Some people don't necessarily need the training. They need help writing a resume, interview skills. Um, or signing up for benefits. What, um, you know, I mean, the pandemic uh, obviously hit a, a lot of us hard and, and certainly, you know, in, in, in Boca, you know, we, you know, people look at it as an affluent, you know, community and such, but when you're looking at, you know, um, you know, the pandemic really hit, hurt, you know, um, you know, people that are, you know, middle-class and, 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 you know, potentially, you know, less, um, what, you know, has the, did the pandemic help or hurt, um, you know, the, uh, do you, I guess, do you see the amount of people um, increasing um, post pandemic or, uh, or, or was it uh, about the same? It's, it's, well, during the pandemic, it picked up significantly. Um, And what's happened is we, we typically turn over. If you look at our, an individual or family who comes in, they usually stay about a year. Um, and turn over. And, and we, we find that to hopefully mean that they found the ability to make ends meet without our additional services. Um, and that this is typically for food, food distribution, pantry bag and, and lunch. Um, but, you know, it's, it's, it seems like a crisis upon a crisis. I mean, if you look at our economy down here, it's service, right? It's retirees and service industry. And then, you know, affluent affluent communities from from real estate to dining um so that service sector is you know one bad week away from from needing services immediately if not continually and then the senior community really is has been a sad component um, i look at our car line when i go out there um you know the working individuals are working hopefully they'll come again job training programs they'll go get a we'll pay for their education and go get a commercial driver's license they'll go out and start working um, a senior is not going to do that. Um, you know, real estate wise, I'm sure you guys are looking at condos and the new assessments are going to start coming out after Surfside. Um, you know, inflation has harmed, especially the seniors who are on fixed incomes. It doesn't keep up, um, you know, rents up 20% year over year. I mean, you, you can just go down the line and look at the things that are impacting those individuals, um, it impact you and I but not to the same extent where we're now making decisions on if we're eating or not. Um, so the seniors are the part that really are discouraging to me. 
that community really is, is, is stayed consistent, if not picked up at the back end of the pandemic as much as in the front end. Um, so that's a little bit discouraging. Yeah, I mean, uh, you, you know, you start to think about, you know, yourself and, and, and making decisions. And I think something uh, you said resonated with me, you know, it, 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 you know, it doesn't affect the decision of, you know, it maybe it affects the decision of going out to eat or not, but it doesn't affect your decision of whether you're going to eat or not. Yeah. And, you know, and, and, and it's important to help your community because, um, you know, without your community, um, you know, being prosperous and, and helping those that can't help themselves at, at, at this time, you know, just need a little push, need a little mentorship, need a little food. Um, yeah. You know, it, it, it's important to be part of this community. Um, certainly, a, and, you know, and I welcome, you know, all these volunteers and, and, and certainly appreciate all that you do uh, with Boca Helping Hands. You know, you were with uh, Lynn University uh, uh, prior, um, correct? And, um, you know, my uh, my daughter is uh, uh, going to, uh, uh, she's a rising senior, so she'll be a senior next year and she's going into college. And, you know, um, I don't know if you could elaborate on uh, Lynn University and, and maybe your time there. Sure. So, I'll give you the short of the long story. Um, I went to Lynn University when it was College of Boca Raton. Yeah, so if you do the math, you can figure out how old I am. Uh, <laughs> met my wife there. Um, you know, she was a Swedish tennis player, came over here, and I was a kid struggling to get through and got a lot of assistance from the university to do that. Um, I didn't have the means to pay to go there at that time. Um, so when I graduated, I was offered an opportunity to stay on and work and go get a master's degree from a university in New York time. Um, so I stayed on work there for two years, got an MBA, um, and left to go into banking, commercial real estate, financing home builders, ironically, um, and did that for almost 20 years in banking. Um, so through that period of time, up through 06, 07, 08, and beyond, I was doing working portfolios out for the bank um, and really didn't want to be in banking anymore after the recession and 20 years into it. So went back to Lynn um, and worked in their development office. We had stayed engaged because of the, um, you know, this assistance and help both of us got. We both were scholarship kids. Um, so we felt like, or I felt like that would be a great way to finish my career was working with and helping the university that helped us through. Um, I love Lynn. I love President Kevin Ross, wonderful guy, um, known him for years. And, and everything in the mission of what they were doing, um, the pandemic hit. I left, but I, I, I wanted to be retired, but being retired during the beginning of the pandemic was literally sitting at home and looking at your wife who's working and your daughter who's working. And, you know, it, was, it wasn't a retirement. And I started re-volunteering here four days a week, loading cars with boxes. And that led to trying to help them do some some legacy giving work with some volunteers here. And that kind of just morphed into coming back full time and doing this director development thing here at Boca Open Hands. And I couldn't ask for a better situation where I would have volunteered and probably done it for free, but I didn't tell them that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you, know you're, you know you're live, right? Yeah, yeah I know. That's <laughs> but yeah, so Lynn, um, you know, wonderful university grown. Um, you know, good luck to your daughter. It, it really, and again, it 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 helped my wife and I get to where we are in life right now. So I couldn't say anything but positive things about the place. Love it, and it's beautiful now compared to when we went there. It is beautiful. 
Oh, it's it's gorgeous. I mean, I went to Pine Tree Camp. You know, we're talking. <laughs> you know, I'm not gonna. Well, I might date myself. Um, you know, I think I was like eight or nine. You know, that's forty years ago. Yeah, you know, it's, it's crazy, and you yeah. know, and, and how those camps have uh, evolved, and and how Lynn is, you know, continually building uh, programs and whatnot. And I mean, you're looking at FAU. I mean, a vibrant community in, in Boca. I mean, you've been here, um, obviously, a long time as well. Uh, to see the changes and the prosperity that um, you know our amazing community has gotten. I mean, you know, I, I, I mean, there was nothing at the end of Glades and in, in, in Palmetto Park Road. Right. Like that's where we had our bonfires. Yeah. Well, <laughs> and, you know, and, and and Lynn was College of Boca Raton was very sure. small, had one or two really successful majors and a couple others. Um, FAU was a originally was a two year junior senior. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, watching the evolution, and it's interesting. Folk help at hands. One of our, you talked about volunteers. We get a large, I don't know what percentage it would be, but of volunteers from, I call them partner non-for-profit agencies that just really work well together. FAU and Lynn's athletic programs, as well as fraternities, sororities, um, really provide us during the academic year when they're here um, a tremendous amount of volunteer manpower. Um, you know, we have a, a program that we send weekend meals home for kids. Um, so we have to package boxes with weekend meals that we send to 12 partner elementary schools here locally. And on the weekends, they send them home for those kids who are on the, you know, the school lunch program. So on the weekends, they may not have food. Um, the FAU, I think it's women's beach volleyball did like 200 boxes in an hour. Uh, we've had corporate groups come in, some of the smartest people in town, and challenged them with that with that box count. And I don't think any of them have even gotten to half of it. So the, I think it's the women's beach volleyball team at FAU is like the volunteer stud group of packaging boxes. That's awesome. You know, we have so many volunteers around, you know, um, helping, you know, the, the pro, you know, you know, kind of pull up this uh, amazing community and, and, and continue to do great things. Uh, tell us a little bit about, um, you know, I, I love soccer. I'm a big soccer fan. Um, you know, I, I, I think I played in the first mayor's cup, you know, now they don't really do that anymore. <laughs> I think they do. <laughs> um, um, well, they don't, it's weird. It, like it used to be that you played like West Boca and East Boca, you yeah. know, like Saber and GBYSA. They don't do that anymore. Really? Uh, yeah, it's it's been like I think ten years since they did. I think uh, two people got in uh, a fight and uh, and and that was the end of that. So really, we're trying to bring it back. Maybe we'll get it back uh, next. That couple was a big deal. I remember my kids got to do that, and they'd play like all star games against each other. Yep. And that was a big deal. Really. You know, and then they were asking, you know, they were messing with people because they were like, "Oh, well, you're stacking your teams and." It's just, you know, kind of adults get in the way of kids having fun. Uh, 100%. Because I remember those, I mean, that that was a big deal. The mayor came, obviously, and and certainly, um, you know, we had a lot of press. And and then when, you know, Pat Treef opened up those bleachers, it was like, you know, you're in a stadium kind of thing. So, yeah, it was a big deal. Um, so I, I volunteer coach um, uh, at GB, in GBYSA. And um, it's just so much fun seeing those kids, you know, run around, um, you know, getting some technical skills. Now, you volunteer in a different organization. Tell us a little bit about Top Soccer. So Top Soccer, I got involved, I don't know, 12, 13, I don't know how many years ago. Um, my kids, we were playing, you know, Saber Soccer, um, doing that, enjoying it, 
And kind of the same reason I came to Boca Helping Hands, I saw my kids realizing or thinking they lived in a community that was solely their community that they lived in. And I wanted them to be exposed to just some different things and, and round them out as people. Um, but I tried to get them into Top Soccer, which is a program for kids with disabilities. It could be physical. Um, most of them have have a physical disability. Um, and it used to be a lot more kids. They've opened up some new programs. I think West Boca now has their own program. But originally, it was probably two, 300 kids out there on one day at Woodlands Park. Um, the program goes from mid-January for eight, nine weeks um, every Saturday. And it's another volunteer-driven program. So what they do is they pair a able kid with one of the program kids as a buddy. Um, and that's what I wanted my kids to be exposed to, that component. Um, so at their age, I had to coach in order to allow them to be able to be a buddy. So I started coaching, and I've continued coaching. Um, I started helping them fundraise a couple of years later when the adults got in the way of the fun again. Um, <laughs> so a buddy and I decided that if we fundraise for it, we could have a lot more fun, and we could do, you know, the program could really, you know, we could have character day and bring, you know, Disney characters out there. We could pay for photographs for the, every player. Um, the program's 100% free to the participants and the families because they've got enough to deal with. Um, so we started doing that and kind of that's continued on. Um, it's a fantastic program. If you have a child that's in high school, I would strongly recommend they sign up to be a buddy. Um, it's amazing the transformation from kids who've never been exposed to other people with disabilities to after they're done, they're comfortable with it, they empathize with them. And, and I, know, I know my kids, at least my daughter coming out of it, one of her first comments was, I wanna go be a, like a special needs school teacher. Um, she was that moved by that experience and working with that community that she wanted to help and continue on. Um, she went away to college, did her thing, came back now works in commercial real estate finance. Um, and all she wanted to do was come back and be a coach. So she last year was a coach for the first time in top soccer. And oh, that's awesome. She, I'm her assistant coach now. I'm not a full-time coach. <laughs> I'm an assistant coach. <laughs> uh, I, I, I got the pleasure to coach uh, with, with my daughter who's high school as well, but yeah, in GBOISA, and it, it's, it's so much fun. And, yeah, it really uh, is. You know, it's just volunteering those hours and, and, and giving back to the community, especially in the special needs community. You know, because, um, you know, it's important, uh, like you said, you know, your kids need to be well-rounded. They need to understand that, you know, um, you know, they're, they're always going to be more fortunate than some and, and less fortunate than others. And, and you certainly need to, uh, you know, round them out and understand that, you know, um, not everyone um, has um, the gifts and, and maybe the abilities that you have. And, um, you know, giving back is, is so important. Yeah. Yep. Well, um, so, you know, I always end the uh, conversation on two questions. One is, um, what's your favorite streaming series of all time? And what are you currently watching? <laughs> At least put people on the spot. I, I, I guess the favorite streaming series of all time is probably Breaking Bad. I, yeah. I, I don't know if I'd watch it again. It was, yeah, it's but, a, um, it's it, that, that thing, yeah, it, it really had a lot in it. It had a lot in it. Um, it was, so that, it was that very clever. Yeah, no, it was, they, they did a really, really good job. What are you currently watching? You know what? I, 
I don't even know if it's streaming. It's on like FX. It's I think it is streaming now on Hulu, but the old man. Um, the old and I think man. I just resonate with it because I look at the guy, um, and he's Jeff Bridges. Um, and he looks really decrepit and old, like I feel. Um, but he's still kicking some ass, you know. So it, it it gives you that feeling like, you know, the old man can do it, I can do it. So I, I just started watching that. I think it's five episodes in. Um, yeah. The old man. All right. That's good yeah. stuff. I read a little bit more than I watch, but that, that one's the one. You, you want to give us a book recommendation then? Oh. See, I put you on the, the spot. The book I recommend everybody reads Boomerang by Michael Lewis. Um, yep. Financial crisis book, but great about societies and peoples. Um, the book I'm reading now, I, I don't know if I'd recommend Zen and the Art of, Art of Motorcycle Maintenance. Um, <laughs> my son turned me on to it. It's so far over my head, it's not even funny. Um, the only part I get is the motorcycle maintenance part, which is kind of a tertiary part of the book. <laughs> right. So that's awesome, Steve. I can't thank you enough for uh, all you do for the community. Um, you know, specifically, you know, in Boca Helping Hands. And, and I encourage people to get, you know, whether they're in, in Boca, South Florida, or across the world, you know, get involved in your community, help out, um, lend a hand, and uh, continue to prop up your community that you live in. So we right. appreciate it. Listen, Breakfast with the Broker every Tuesday morning at 9 a.m. Next week, we have Hava Holzhauer. She is running for U.S. Congress. And uh, we will be talking to her. She is uh, in our district. So uh, uh, we will see what she has to say. Uh, we won't get involved in two controversial issues. Uh, we'll get involved in uh, real estate and how it affects real estate um, as well as our community. So uh, looking forward next Tuesday, have a whole sour um, at um, 9 a.m. Steve, thank you so much. Boca Helping Hands always bring uh, great stuff to the community. And thank you for all you do. Take thank care. You. Guys.